What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Virtual. We are here. It is myself, Zane, with Ronnie and John. Uh, we got a news episode for you, and it's it's we 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 talk VR. I mean, this is a VR related podcast, but there was some pretty big news from Sony yesterday regarding, I guess, kind of the future of gaming in a sense, right? With the the PS Five announcement, so we wanted to talk about that and how that could lead into what PSVR looks like in the next generation since, you know, PSVR has been such a big part of the VR community. Um, and it's it's something that, to be completely honest, we've had limited exposure to here. Although with PS5 coming out, with VR being such a, a growing industry, uh, we want to talk about that. So I, I apologize. That was a very long-winded introduction. Ronnie, John, how are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Same. Doing good, man. Cool, cool. Well, um, I, I'd say we just jump right into it. I don't know, Ronnie. I mean, you, you and John were kind of blowing up the uh, the little group chat we had. Yeah. Earlier. So, uh, if you if you want to give maybe some some of your thoughts on on what some of the the big takeaways were, because there's still a lot of information missing, but what some of the big takeaways were, and then maybe we can sure. dive into how that affects uh, VR. Sure. So yeah, yesterday was the big kind of reveal event. Uh, before this. Uh, Sony had released pictures of the controller, which is called the DualSense controller, which I guess, I mean, as far as we know, the, the main reason for that is just it has uh, more advanced haptic feedback. I think more similar, actually, to what is in a lot of the VR uh, controllers. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's able to do, you know, m more like granule types of, of, of uh, feedback and stuff like that. So that's cool. Um, and then it also has like... Uh, the, I think the triggers on the controller um, can adjust resistance so they can be like kind of, you know, uh, like quick, quick response triggers versus I'm not like a, a pro gamer or anything like that. So I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know all the, all the terminologies on the different types of trip, but I, yeah, my understanding is they can kind of switch tension on the, on the trigger. So that stuff's cool. Anyways, uh, that's what we kind of officially knew about it before, before yesterday. And then yesterday's, uh, you know, press conference, or it was it was like a video release because of COVID and everything. Um, yeah, yesterday's reveal showed off a bunch of games, and then they showed the actual system, which you can see in that picture there. So that that was kind of the the general take, and everyone kind of was hoping that they were going to double down on showing a bunch of gameplay because Microsoft had gotten a bunch of a bunch a bunch of crap for. Uh, for, for, for mainly only showing like pre pre-rendered video and that sort of thing when they released mm -hmm. the Xbox Series X uh, announcement. So I'm sure Microsoft at this point is like, Ugh, like now <laughs> now when is there the, the, they're gonna have to show off some more stuff and 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 I should one other thing that is important to note um, Sony did before this uh, have a chance to show off, Unreal Engine 5 tech running on the on the PlayStation mm -hmm. 5 hardware, which that was also a big announcement. And so that was kind of more of a tech demo. So they did that on a different day. And I think it was Epic actually showing that on PlayStation 5 hardware mm -hmm. rather than Sony. But but so that stuff was like a whole nother. And then we'll get into some of that because I think some of what Epic has said about their Unreal Engine 5 support on the PlayStation 5 kind of alludes to... Uh, some of this technology coming to VR. Um, he, he mentioned specifically on Unreal Engine 5 uh, being something that would work well in VR. Um, but but yeah, so so yesterday it was all about the games and and showing off the console. Uh, pe some people were hoping that they might show PlayStation VR, the, the next-gen version of it. Um, I didn't think that they were going to just because they hadn't even shown the console yet. And mm -hmm. really, I mean, in... in and if you want to, I mean, you, I guess we can pull up the article in a little bit, but CNET, yeah. yeah, CNET did a really good kind of breakdown on some of the reasons why we probably didn't see PlayStation VR in yesterday's show. I mean, something to remember is the original PlayStation VR didn't release until three years after the PlayStation 4 released. So, it, so I mean, I, I think it was, you know, people are excited about a new PlayStation VR headset, obviously, but, um, I think that a new headset will probably take a little bit a little bit of time for them to get out, especially if they're going to do some really cool stuff with it, which hopefully they will. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like uh, just focusing on yesterday's show, 
uh, the games were really awesome. And actually, I thought they did a great job of showing uh, what the new hardware is really going to be about. Um, it should be noted that the video stream was only 30 frames per second. And the games hopefully will be running faster than that, potentially. So we don't, so, so the footage we have right now is not completely, uh, you know, doesn't showcase exactly how the PlayStation 5 itself will run. It hopefully will run even better than what we were seeing. But some of the things that stood out to me were just in terms of the, like, it seemed like there was a lot, of, a lot going on on screen like a lot of enemies, a lot of projectiles, a lot of particle effects and, uh, and, and, and things seem to be running pretty well. And that, that was probably the biggest, I mean, fidelity obviously is up and things look better generally speaking, but it seemed like there was just a lot more going on in each of the games that I saw when compared to the current generation. And that just probably goes to show, I think one of the biggest things that the new consoles are going to have over the old ones is increased uh, CPU power. Mm -hmm. They're obviously going to be more powerful in the graphics department too, but uh, last gen or current generation consoles, I should say, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, um, both of those used, uh, they're called, uh, Jag it's the AMD Jaguar CPU, like yeah. Jaguar cores. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're more like mobile, it's more like a mobile CPU, whereas the, the yeah the new consoles uh, are more like a like a like a full full on desktop CPU, and so they're just more capable in general. They're equivalent to uh, third gen Ryzen chips on the PC side of things. So, like it, just for people out there that don't know all the tech specs, just know that the the CPU backing the next gen hardware is substantially more powerful than what was there before. And and so I think that's going to allow for just like more complicated types of games being played and also higher frame rates. Mm -hmm. So so those are all cool things, but and then last thing and then I, I want to see like, you know, John's thoughts. Um, and I'm not getting into any specific games. I thought like so many of the games they showed were all really really cool and for different reasons showed off a lot of different kinds of like gameplay types and a lot of different styles and all that sort of thing. So it got me really excited about games in general, because I mean, these games will be coming out to, uh, you know, they'll be on the PC, they'll be on the Xbox, they'll be on, but this is just kind of a glimpse, like you were saying, Zane, of what future, you know, flat, flat, normal PC style games will look like. And they look really awesome. And uh, the, yeah, the only thing that they kind of showed relating to VR is that they did show the what they labeled as like a, a new HD camera for the PlayStation 5. Yep, I was reading about that. Yeah, and so, I mean, I was thinking about it. I mean, streaming's obviously big, so it could be for that. But a lot of people are also saying, well, this is a way to make the, the PlayStation 5 for sure compatible with PlayStation, like or, original PlayStation VR titles. Because obviously PlayStation VR currently needs a camera to track the headset. Like all of that, all of the current PlayStation VR stuff is all based on that camera seeing the controllers and, you, and your headset. And so, I mean, even if the next gen headset ends up having inside out tracking and doesn't really require a camera per se, um, having the camera support there is important because at least for a while, uh, the only way you're probably going to be playing uh, VR games on your PlayStation 5 is going to be the legacy, you know, original PlayStation VR titles. So, so anyways, so that, those are my main takeaways and um, yeah, we can talk about SSD speeds and all that. Cause that's <laughs> like, that's another thing that they've been like touting on the PlayStation five in particular yeah. is that it can load games so fast that uh, there's no load times and you can just like, you can immediate and one of the best demos that they showed for that was Ratchet and Clank because it was uh, in that game, it was, you were like going from dimension to dimension and the way they showed that, like it was live gameplay and essentially they would be like in one area of the game and a portal would open and they would drop into the portal and they're in a completely different, crazy, chaotic environment fall into another portal, another completely different crazy environment, like switching back and forth dimension to dimension and no loading, no, like, because it apparently the, the, the connection between the hard drive and 
and the memory on the console is so fast that it can just like just constantly be streaming stuff in without having to. So, anyways, so that's some good yeah. stuff. But well, but yeah, John, like yeah, I, I, I mean, John, you had some good stuff in the chat too. So I, I wanted to get your thoughts just <laughs> more on uh, on like the tech side of thing or the tech spec side of things too. Yeah. Um, so I guess like <clears throat> so. It all looks good. I um I actually sold my PlayStation Four not too long ago um, because I did buy a PC and I wanted to get an Oculus. Um, so that was probably right around a year ago. Um, and I kind of the only game that I really hated uh, doing that for was Spider Man. Um, and thankfully they brought it to PS now, so I can play that on my PC now, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Um, but the I'm I'm probably gonna end up picking up a PlayStation Five uh, if my wife will let me. So it's <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll I'll probably end up picking Just one for up. the new Spider Man, right? I yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I have to I have to do that. And I've been doing some research on that too. That to me, that's like the biggest drop uh, game wise. Just because I'm mm -hmm. such a like I have a Spider Man tattoo on my leg. Um, like I love <laughs> I love Spider Man. Dude, in the original life. game, like I I I don't have a tattoo or anything, but I love Spider Man too, and. Uh, the original game was like, oh my god! It, it was such an homage to Spider-Man in every yeah. way. Like the yeah. their portrayal of Peter Parker in that, and like uh -huh. the whole, like everything about it was just so genuine. And like, I mean, it was it was a like as genuine a Spider-Man experience as yeah. you can get, like in any medium. Like, yep, to totally agree. And uh, yeah, like my my tattoo is actually like Peter Parker and Miles Morales on either side. Um, so. I I'm really excited that they're doing this and it's it's interesting they sorry I like take a quick quick rabbit trail but like they're so they they're teeing this up like that uncharted spin-off it's going to be kind of this in that same vein so it's not the actual sequel to the game it's like it's like it's more than DLC yeah cuz it's, it's a like new a, game it's like a side story but like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's like so, it's like a side campaign almost. Like yeah, exactly, and that and that's really cool. But I did so the one thing that I did want to make note of, or that that I found interesting was, I guess they're releasing two different versions of the hardware. One will have a disc drive, the other one will not. Yeah. And the only thing that gives me pause about the one that doesn't is, well, like how much solid state storage is there going to be, and then can you expand it with like your own external solid state drives and i'll answer part of that because i think yeah. they, so they i think the the exact they have released the exact exact amount of the hard drive and i think it's like i want to say it's 825 gigs Oof. it's like a weird it's like a weird number it's like it's not quite one terabyte it's like 800 something uh gigabytes so that's that's that answer and I, I think as far as upgrading it, I think the, there will be an option to upgrade it, but it's not going to be easy. Like with the Xbox Series X, uh, there's an actual like proprietary SSD that Microsoft's going to be releasing. And like mm. you and you like literally it's almost like a memory card slot. Like you like oh. pull it from the back of the drive and stick the new one in. Whereas, See, yeah. whereas this, whereas Sony is taking a different approach. Sony is it's much more probably like the PlayStation 4 was where you kind of have to open up the system a little bit to get to the hard drive and they're saying that you could potentially change it but they're also saying that the way their SSD so the SSD speed on the PlayStation 5 is way faster than on the Xbox Series X. Right, that's what and I was so, hearing too. Yeah, and so so they're saying that you would have to like whatever the hard drive would be it would have to pass some kind of a test that the system does on boot up mm. and that most drives won't pass that test apparently. Ah, uh, so, so, and that's going to be a thing for the games, I guess, like you were talking about that, like, and I don't know the, the exact, like, like the, there's actually a, yeah, really yeah. Good, there's a video, a video that has already been put out by Mark Cerny, who's the like lead architect or whatever for Sony on, on the PS5 and he goes into like extreme detail on exactly what they did with the memory system and the SSD of the, of the PS5. But basically, I mean, the way they're talking and the way Epic also kind of elaborated on a little bit uh, during their unreal engine five talk is that with the PlayStation five, it sounds like the SSD can be accessed almost directly by the memory 
of the of the GPU and the CPU. So like literally mm -hmm. stuff is just like being pulled straight into your GPU instead of having to be like process like I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so it's 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 way faster. Like it's like mm -hmm. a multi, like and, and the apparently the Xbox Series X won't be able to do that. So even though the Xbox Series X and PCs today are able to pull from memory, uh, they're able to pull from SSDs really fast just because SSDs are super fast. Right. They still read data off of SSDs similar to how they would like a normal oh, hard drive. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, but the PlayStation 5 apparently is using that crazy bandwidth to completely use use what the their access to the storage in a completely different way. So they're literally like feeding off of it almost like memory in a sense. And like and so because of that, like they they can't just let you use any hard drive. The hard drive has to be super super fast to yeah. enable that to even work. So I mean at the end of the day, like we know how this stuff like I mean games are going to be have are going to have to work on the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series X and PCs. And so like if if only Sony first party and exclusives are going to really take advantage of that crazy connection for the near future and then maybe it's not going to be as big of a deal or maybe what Sony's doing is going to spread to the PC and other yeah. like or and and maybe there's ways to get that stuff done architecturally without having to have new hardware. I I don't know. But, yeah, sure. John, I, I feel like you mentioned something else, John, in the chat about well, just one of the concerns you had with not yeah, so that without the drive. So 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 yeah, so that's so my answer on on the storage space and like the changing of hardware. So it doesn't sound like it's gonna be easy to switch out necessarily. And, but but maybe. And then yeah. and then and it's not a huge storage space. I mean, for yeah. me, for me personally, I mean I swap like yeah. I would almost bet on um, you having to install physical media games with this device, just because if that if that loading time stuff becomes that crazy, like I can't imagine a Blu-ray drive disc being able to feed information fast enough. Oh yeah, that's true. So so I kind of huh. think that you'd be like most likely you'll be buying discs and installing the games. Yeah, but, and what is yeah? I don't know. Yeah, and that's and. I guess that's all fine. That's all well and good. And and here's what I love about like the freedom of a PC is like I have a, a little SanDisk that's literally like, I mean, less, you know, it's like a quarter of the size of any smartphone and it's two terabytes and I can swap it out. I can have all my games, all my Steam library on there installed and yeah. swap it between my, my different computers and it just works. Yeah. And like if... I guess, I guess what that would be the only thing that gives me pause until like, it sounds like Microsoft is doing what you want to like, what you're able to do on your PC now. Yeah. Yeah. Is what Microsoft is going to do. It sounds like they're a hundred percent thinking that way. Like you almost buy cartridges Yeah, and you like install you games and you can swap them and no big deal. Yeah. But, but the downside to that, like in this situation is then you have to deal with, the, the normal right. SSD, yeah, you have to deal with the normal SSD speeds versus these crazy ones that Sony's trying mm -hmm. to do. But like, what, I think it's going to be a wait and see to see like, is all this hype that so like when when Sony talks a big game about how crazy this load time thing is on their system, like how far off is Microsoft actually going to be from that using normal SSDs? Because like, yeah. and and if it's comparable, then the convenience of micro of Microsoft's way of doing things might end up winning the day. Like yeah. it'll be interesting to we'll see, see, but position does have the exclusives though. And that's the that's yeah. the thing. But yeah. and then going back to real fast, going back to the like just on that exclusive note, like with with PSVR, they actually have one of my favorite VR games, uh Astrobot. Yeah. Astrobot is a total blast. Like yeah. it is such a no, blast. Astro Astrobot is like one of those games that like it's the number one game I think. If I could pick like one game that I'd want, like brought from PSVR yeah. to Oculus, yeah. yep. like, that's my number one. Just because I, I got a chance to play it just a little bit at E3, but I, I didn't, I haven't had a chance to play the full game. But when I played, like the level I played at E3, I was like, dude, this is amazing. It's like it's it feels like you're platform. playing. Yeah, it feels like you're playing like almost like a Mario game, like yeah. in VR. But like, yep. it's really good. Like yeah, it's super super good. Um, 
Yeah, I hope so. The the one that they showed at last night's event, that's like so. I, I read afterwards, so they did show like an Astropod game at the show. Oh, cool. um, but but it was just it's it's one that's being bundled with the system apparently, and it's just to show off the controller, so it's not VR. Uh, but, oh, but but Astrobot, oh. yeah, initially Astrobot had been used for some like PlayStation for like camera stuff too. Like, oh. so it's like a character that PlayStation has used to show off their, their hardware. So, so yeah, like, cause I, for a second there, I was like, Oh, are they gonna, is this going to be like a, a VR thing? But, but I, I would, I would bet money that we'll be seeing another Astrobot in VR. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm not worried about that, but yeah. like, and, and we do know that. So and that comes down to like we do know that Sony is going to be releasing a, a new version of the PlayStation well, VR the controllers and all that different stuff. Yeah, so that's what. So so we'll see how all that stuff goes. But mm-hmm. um, what was I gonna? I was gonna mention one other. Oh, the other concern I had about getting the version of the PlayStation Five without the disc is also backwards compatibility. And, uh, and, yeah. and here's the thing: like we don't know exactly yet how backwards compatible the PlayStation 5 is going to be. Right. Like Microsoft has been much more upfront on they're trying to get like everything Xbox ever to run on their mm-hmm. new stuff. Whereas Sony is kind of, they're taking the approach more like, it's a, interesting because Xbox is very much saying like, oh, we're, they're kind of almost acting like we're not going to force people to to switch over to the new system. Like, like if you want to, like there's going to be this period where we're going to be releasing games that work great on both, you know? So if you want the high end experience, the Xbox series X is for you, but if, but don't worry, if you have an Xbox one, like you might be able to play like, you know, a crappier version of the same one, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they're taking that approach. We're like, they're going to have multiple tiers of hardware and this will work on everything where Sony is very much been like um, PlayStation five all the way. Like there's going to be a hard cutoff, and we're not guaranteeing that our old games are going to work on our new system, but trust me, the new stuff is so good that you're not going to care. You know, and I kind of, I kind of appreciate the, <laughs> the yeah. that mentality. Yeah. I like a little bit more, to be honest. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't know. If, it, if it serves to future-proof, you know, where they're going with with the tech, yeah, I, yeah. Like, then then it makes sense, right? And especially just just it's it's an eight-year product life cycle if you think about yeah. it, like. PS4 came out in 2012, and granted, you, you can say really, just, yeah, it's a what? So I, I believe that's, that's oh what I'm man, I, I couldn't believe I, I, you I could, could be right. right. That sounds I, about I, right. I, I, swear, I swear, I read it last night. I mean, I, we can look it up now to fact yeah, check ourselves. That but sounds about it, it, it's around that time, oh. right? And then PSVR was almost like the PS4 and a half that came out in between. So, so kind of taking it back to to where we think PSVR will go from here, um, you know, is this something that will take ps you know will it take vr or their next iteration of psvr two to three years as they treat it as like a half life cycle or is there enough hype around it you know what i mean like that they want to introduce this as quickly as possible and and my my fear is that it is the latter right like right now there was no mention of psvr last night because it's been so long since playstation or ps4 came out that it's it's one of those things where you just don't you know they're they're not going to be pushing it until there's a yeah I just feel like they're not going to be pushing it until until the hype kind of dies down for this and right now hype is at an all time high. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I don't know. Have either of you owned a PSVR before? I haven't. Okay. No, we haven't. That was my that was my first like legit headset, I guess, um, if you want to call it that. And and I would still say it's like a half legit headset it's like kind of there um and that's and that's why like i got rid of it uh, uh, initially even before i sold my playstation like i got rid of my psvr and the main reason is just because the the controllers like those move controllers came out if i'm i think i'm correct on this they came out on like playstation 3 they did so they did yeah so like they are just not there and then the tracking with the camera is like it's like passable but i think i really think that them holding out i think the unreal stuff is definitely cause for them to hold back like like that cnet article was talking about um just because all everything with that is 
absolutely ridiculous. And if it's utilized, if it utilizes the PlayStation Five hardware as well as they're saying it does, then applying that to whatever their next gen headset is going to be is great. And as we're seeing more and more competitors for the quests and things like that with inside out tracking, like I, I definitely, definitely, definitely see them going that route, fixing that tracking issue, having better controllers that are probably more akin to like the, like the index or like Rift S controllers or quest controllers, what have you. Um, even, I mean, cause it seems like everyone's kind of taking that approach, even like the Vive Cosmos is, you know, th those controllers are similar. So I think, I think it, it stands to reason that they would go that route. And I, and also like porting over different, different games, like, I, like even Vader Immortal, I'm pretty sure is coming to PSVR. If I'm, yeah. Which, so like, which, which that gives me excitement on a yeah. possible crossover for the opposite way, because yeah. I heard, I, I heard that like, I mean, before all this stuff happened, Paper like, Beast. Yeah, uh, yeah, Paper Beast is a yeah, yeah, Paper Beast that was actually on my list of, of news items before yeah. PlayStation 5 hit. It's a it's a PlayStation VR title that's coming to Oculus. Yep. And um yeah, cuz I think there was some talk like Jason Rubin who's a big, you know, big guy at Oculus was saying stuff like we would totally love it to to we would totally be in for bringing Oculus exclusive content to to Sony. If Sony brought some of their content to us, yeah, and then cool. that would, and and so I mean, yeah. It, when I saw the Vader Immortal announcement, I was kind of like, huh. I wonder that could just be a timed exclusivity thing, or it could be like I, I don't know how how deep Oculus had its tentacles in that game or not. Sure, but, yeah. but I would absolutely like be all in for some kind of a partnership like that, where mm -hmm. we got some of the PlayStation stuff on the PC side, and they got the oculus because it makes sense at the end of the day it's super expensive to make vr games and so the more people playing stuff the better i don't there's yeah that would be that'd be awesome but yep well this has been our call against exclusivity for a while right with uh, oh, of course with small and, and small but quickly growing industry um i but john i just want to take it back for a quick moment because i feel like you know you mentioned how uh, you you bought the psvr and it was a passable experience but I feel like uh, what I what I, or not what I want to highlight from that though is the fact that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my assumption is that playing it on PSVR kind of ignited that interest in VR in general for you, right? So having something that was quickly and easily accessible made you realize some of the capability of it, and then obviously got you excited for for higher gear headsets like the the Quest or whatever. You know what I mean? So sure. uh, to, me, to me, there's still there's still a value and importance for, for PSVR. And, and if there's not going to be a PSVR, um, you know, update for a while or new console for a while, I, I think that it's great that they are making things backwards compatible just because we, we need that. We need that in order to help the industry grow. Absolutely. I, and yeah, I totally agree. And it, like my experience was, you know, I got, I had a Samsung phone, so I got the little gear VR thing mm -hmm. and that like, totally, I was, I was in at that point I was sold. And then, and then, uh, I tried a uh, like the original Vive um, at a Microsoft store once, and I was like, "This is this is crazy!" Like now I have hands. Like what the heck? And I can walk around inside, you know, whatever the the parameters are. I was like, "This is crazy," and um, and then I was like, "Oh man, well like, what do I need to get into this?" And then I found out you had to have a PC, and then you actually have to buy the headset, which at that point it was still like six hundred dollars or whatever. Um, and I had, I had no cash to throw at that. So, but I did like eventually down the line get a PS4. And if you have a PS4, then all you need is, you know, uh, to buy the headset. And I found yeah. one secondhand for like 180 bucks. And I was like, okay, well, like that's that's like fine. I can I can do that. So, um, and that definitely like that quenched the thirst for a little bit, especially Astrobot. Astrobot was one of those that's like. That was actually a lot of fun. I really enjoyed, um, and and there are a couple others like the they have the bat. I played Batman Arkham on that, which was pretty decent, and uh, I played Skyrim on it, which was total garbage in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't love it on the PC either, just because I'm, it's like I I mean I hear you can do things with it mod wise, but I like it's like I, I'm not super into skyrim to the point where i know like sure. all the mods to get and all of that and every like 
I even had like a diehard friend of mine that loves Skyrim. Like he's a Bethesda hardcore, hardcore fan. And he actually like, he had a Rift, but he never got touch controllers because the Rift initially didn't come with them. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't using it very much because he never had controllers. So I gave him my controllers and was like, hey, you have to get into VR. So he started playing other games and was totally, totally like he fell in love with VR. He's like, this is amazing. Getting these touch controllers really blew it up. Yeah. I'm going to have to try Skyrim. And he tried Skyrim. It made him super sick. And I feel like that was like a like a spiral away from like for him, that kind of that wasn't a good thing for him to try. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, there are better games that are in that like sphere, like Asgard's Wrath or like whatever. It's stuff like that's similar. That's just way like like yeah. leaps and bounds better. And it's because it's you know it's they like it, it's because it was designed for VR and Skyrim wasn't. And that's yeah. the, did, did you ever get a chance to try Truth and Blood or that that may have came out after? It's kind of like a my understanding is it's almost like a diehard like actiony type like it's like you feel like you're in an action movie. Oh, I don't. I don't think I ever did get to that one. I have um, a feeling it came out on on PlayStation VR probably after you sold yours because I think it was kind uh, of a later. That supposedly that's amazing too. Like hmm. people talk about it like being like a killer app, like Astrobot, like as in like oh. PlayStation VR, like amazing titles that you wish that were on the PC, like yeah. Astrobot, Truth and like those are some of the ones that come up. Yeah, that's really cool. I. Yeah, and, and all that all that gets me really excited as like especially if the CPU that's in the PS5 is going to be more akin to like a PC CPU. That's I mean every what they're going to be able to do in terms of VR stuff is going to be leaps and bounds above what it is now. And that's you know that's a that's all really really exciting stuff. I'm I, I'm with you guys. I think it'll be maybe a couple of years before we actually see something. Maybe a year. Like I don't know. Especially if they've already, like we're already seeing like leaks for patents for controllers and whatnot. Um, but you know, I at the at the end of the day, like the all of that like the announcement was cool. Um, I thought they did a really good job. I'm like I'm. I don't know if y'all like have figured this out about me yet. I'm really not partial like company wise towards yeah. any specific thing. Like, yep. where I don't have brand loyalty really, but just looking at like the specs between X, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Five, like my my four hundred or five hundred dollars, whichever for whichever system, would definitely be going towards a PlayStation Five versus an Xbox. And I've owned Xbox in the past, like I'm not impartial to it. I just think like I'm for for me personally, I'm more of a story driven type guy when it comes to my games versus multiplayer and PlayStation definitely has the exclusives and that goes back to that conversation about exclusivity and all of that but um you know specifically Spider-Man but also God of War and you know some other titles like that um no I'm with you well, I, yeah. and just to clarify sorry Ronnie, but just just to clarify yeah. on the exclusivity because I I don't want you know I don't want it to make it seem like we're just kind of crapping all over the place on on exclusives I to me, the um, you know the console industry, the console market is very mature, very established, and so yeah. I feel like they can take certain necessary risks. I think when we when we talk about exclusivity uh, and specifically exclusivity in the VR community, I think mm -hmm. a lot of that was um, in the context of the fact that we we were talking, or we and we are currently talking to a lot of developers and development teams, indie developers, yeah. where it's it's like we we get it, you know, we we totally understand that you know you you got to get you got to get paid. You got to yeah. yeah. got to be able to sustain yourself and it's that balance between being able to do that and 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 make a, make an amazing game versus uh you know having something that reaches more people, right? So I th mm. I think what's you know and and just speaking to, speaking about Oculus because that's mainly where we've been talking about the exclusives for for within this podcast. I mean PSVR is starting to become more of a player uh, now with a lot of games, but uh, like you said, it's still it's still kind of a tier tier below. But with Oculus, it's it's one of those things where um, it's it's a bittersweet type of thing, right? Where we're seeing some fantastic games come out because Oculus is investing uh, and and really investing in a lot of these smaller developers. But we just yeah. want to make sure that these games have the ability to reach as many people as possible, just just mm -hmm. for the exposure, right? Like I I think to me it's still crazy that. Um, you know, for almost, yeah, it's about four years since the Vive came out. 
um and i can still throw someone in the vibe that was just like wait wait this this is here wait vr is a thing you know what i mean yeah. so it's like oh yeah 100 percent. yeah so so it's it's one of those things where just as a you know and and being this show as a, as a vr podcast we're really just it, the, the the rising tide lifts all boats right so we just want to make sure that we're, yeah. we're pushing for that in in every way possible and of course being uh, understanding and sensitive to the idea that you know these these development teams got to eat they gotta they gotta do what they gotta do so it's, it's it's complicated i don't want it to seem like we are anti-exclusives uh i it, to me it's just one of the things I, I wanted to clarify on the show so people who might just be tuning in for this episode think that oh we're exclusives bad you know so it's it's one of those things where i just want to make sure we we kind of yeah. clarify that so hopefully that does and, I, and i'm with you too john like as far as like i'm i go with the tide as far as like for me every single purchase is it's is a new decision to make yeah and like yeah coming into this console space am i going to get a console am i going to uh like last last generation was the first time that i never i didn't buy a playstation 4 or xbox one mm. before before last generation i always had every console and for some reason last generation i guess because when those consoles first came out i had just purchased a really really nice uh pc and um and yeah my my pc was so good at the time that i felt like the consoles just couldn't compare to what the types yeah. of games I was playing. And later on in that, during the, the generation, I started, that started to kind of eat at me a little bit. Like there were certain exclusives that I was like, man, I, this is the time that I wish like I had a, and PlayStation was the one that kept coming up. So like I would borrow my, my little brother's PlayStation four just to play exclusives like Spider-Man, for example. But that didn't really ever happen with Xbox games because fortunately a lot of, the games that Microsoft had that were exclusive that I really wanted to play. If there was something that was ne like necessary for me to play, I could usually get it from the Microsoft store on the PC mm -hmm. or, or eventually it would come to. So like there wasn't that, and it, and it does seem like Microsoft is kind of almost taking like a, like a, uh, like a platform agnostic approach to some expect, to some yeah. Yeah, yeah. like kind of like, like, they if you're buying their games on the pc they're cool with it like you don't really necessarily have to and so yeah for people like us especially that have pcs for vr and like it really seems like now the battle is are you going to get a console at all is that console going to be like a, a playstation console or a nintendo console because the xbox because yeah. xbox to me and like there's such good games on both xbox they're still huge like they still like microsoft's been doing great things in the gaming space too it's just their stuff is more accessible on the pc for me and so mm -hmm. that's how i'm i'm accessible like at the end of the day it's all about the content really yeah and so that's where like yeah if you don't have a pc and you have to choose then it comes down to like do i do do i yeah what type of game gamer are you like do you like the more story driven stuff seems like sony does more of the serious story story games if you do you just like having fun and playing just fun titles like maybe sometimes nintendo consoles are, are great at, at like at those types of experiences like not as serious all all the time though like zelda games are pretty serious yeah. but like but they're like more pick up and play and you can take the switch on the go so there's that and then yeah. microsoft is kind of yeah like they're to some extent we'll see how this ssd stuff pans out yeah, looking at, yeah looking at the pure specs the xbox one or the xbox series x looks considerably more powerful than the playstation 5 on paper so like yeah. it's G, gpu and cpu are both clocked higher but mm -hmm. it's weird because sony's doing this thing where they're focusing like i don't know the, the way they're using their consoles are different too like the way they're using their ppus yeah so I really think we don't know exactly, like straightforward wise, how each one's going. But like, yeah. yeah, on paper, Xbox might be. So it's really hard to say. But for me, like you, right now, I'm really tempted in getting a PlayStation Five because, number one, like you said, the exclusives are just great, and they've done, and they're the types of exclusives that I'm personally very interested in. And then on top of that, they they they've had a lot of great VR content that's been exclusive. So it's kind of like a no-brainer. Like, for me, I care about VR. I have a strong PC. If I'm gonna get a console, like, 
Sony is making a lot of really strong arguments for me. Mm-hmm. Now the question is going to be like, what are new GPUs going to be looking like on the GPU space for the on the PC side of things? There are a lot of like big, like both AMD, which they're the ones that are behind all the GPUs and in, in both consoles at this uh, the uh, Xbox and uh, and PlayStation are going to be using AMD GPUs. And they're going to be bringing that technology to the PC prior to the release of these consoles. So there's that. And then on this, on the flip side, apparently AMD is doing such a good job that they're actually pushing NVIDIA to make a really, really crazy GPU cycle this this in the next few months. Like they're going to be releasing really, really, really strong cards. So I mean... So I, I'm now debating whether I'm going to want to upgrade my GPU and my computer and, again, wait for a console, or am I just going to buy a PlayStation 5 and wait for the GPU upgrade? Like, it's a tough time to – these are all good, you know, good choices to have. It seems like yeah. it seems like everything looks really, yeah. really awesome. And, I mean, yeah, I guess that's yeah, – I mean, there's definitely going to be some tough tough decisions to make. One, one thing I did – yeah, one thing I did want to mention about the PlayStation just before we wrap things up is I this is just purely speculation. I do really think that whatever new headset they're going to release is going to be inside out tracking. Yeah, same. I think I think the biggest tell for that are the controllers and the fact that like PlayStation uh, the PlayStation 4 controllers had that huge light bar on the front of the mm-hmm. uh, controller for tracking purposes. Mm-hmm. And that was like outside facing, so it would face like yeah. See, wow, thank so, you. Yeah, and look, show where show the direction, show where the where the yeah. the so, show where the light is. See, it's on the outside. Yeah. yeah. So 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 if you had a camera mounted like near your TV, it would be able to see the controllers and track them using that pretty well. Yeah. Well, the new controllers have light have much smaller light bars, and they're on the front of the controller. So if you had cameras mounted to your head, it would see them really well. But if, but a, a camera that's that's mounted outside wouldn't see them as clearly. Yeah. So so it seems like it's designed to be tracked a little bit easier from like mount like cameras mounted on your head. So and I'm not saying they won't have other controllers that are tracked as well. I'm just saying that that and, and maybe they don't use that technology at all, and the the lights on the new controllers are just for show. But Athletic, yeah, yeah. But it 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 looked like something that could be a possibility, so I wanted to mention it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's do a wrap up and final thoughts here. I, let's let's make it fun because I mean we're we're putting this out there into the world, so we'll be able to come back and see where our predictions are at. Um, John, I'm going to start with you. All right. You had to guess, so now we have. A little bit of more information on the PSVR or on, on the PS5. Give me your year that you think that you believe we will get a PSVR 2. Um, and maybe a little explanation why you think. I mean, all right, to be honest, my my prediction would be 2021. And the reason why is we have had a controller leak already. Like ish it's not you know it's paper it's not like actual hardware it's not a photo of actual hardware or anything but like that's why and then like you said it the last iteration is slowly but surely becoming a dinosaur so they're gonna need to make that upgrade and with unreal doing all of their stuff early next year uh, to me that just logic stands the reason that they would capitalize on that sometime next year holiday next year summer next year like one of the two and yeah okay all right ronnie how about you yeah i'm not far off like i i want to say late 2021 would be the most optimistic but like early 2022 and i'd say and i mean yeah i i like what john said about yeah pl- the original playstation vr is feeling really dated and I really don't think I, I think they want to. I mean, who knows exactly what they're going to do, but they want to keep the momentum of PlayStation VR going. But at the same time, I don't think there's going to be a ton of people that are going to want to take the old hardware and use it on the PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that. So the earlier for them, the better. And so with that, then it just it just comes down to what are they able to do with it? Like I I've seen rumors of them 
trying to bring some of the eye tracking stuff and all that. I, I kind of doubt that if, if they're going to release it quickly, like, like think about the trade-offs they were willing to make with PlayStation VR and think of like, what are similar trade-offs that they could make while bringing something new to the table? I think that what I would focus on if I was Sony on a PlayStation VR two would be inside out tracking and wireless. Like, I think, I think those are the two things that I would like from a, a normal and, and just making the headset lighter. And mm -hmm. so, so I think that ultimately we could be like further down the road, we could be saying similar stuff to what we're saying about the PlayStation VR now, like, yeah. like later PC headsets, like PC headsets at the end of the day will probably always be a little bit more advanced, just like the tech in a PC is always more advanced than the consoles. Yeah. But what, what Sony has to worry about is how can we make our next PlayStation VR headset as consumer friendly as possible? And I think making, it sounds like the biggest, the biggest hassles for people were having to like have the hardware, like set up the cameras and all that, and then having to deal with all the wires and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if they can solve those problems, even if it's similar tech to what they have now, like I think it'd be easy for them to get, make new controllers and a new tracking tech. Like yeah. they've probably been working on that for a long time now because they, they weren't working on that for even last PlayStation VR. They just adopted their old camera tech. So, so I bet you we'll see relatively soon a new headset from them, inside out tracking, new controllers. And hopefully I think they're going to have some, some kind of a wireless solution. And if that means mm -hmm. it's a little bit, there's going to be a little bit of latency. It's not perfect. Like, like valve, and Oculus, like they're always waiting for that perfect solution before they, they announce. I think Sony would be willing to maybe make something that's not so perfect, but releases soon. And I think people won't care. And I think that'll be really good for them. Cool. All right. Well, I, I like, I like the points that you brought up and I'm just going to play devil's advocate just because, um, well, just, just because <laughs> I'm going to go with 2023 mainly because i feel like and i want i want you guys to be right as much as possible but the cynical side of me says that this like vr just isn't as big of a focus it isn't as big of a cash cow or or for for them so right now the focus will be for this holiday period probably for next holiday period to really push console sales Rather yeah. than you know asking people to for drop sure. eight hundred to a thousand dollars for the the whole thing, right? So, yeah. in, in that's and that so that's that's point number one. Point number two, and, and I'm I'm totally going out on a speculative limb here, but we all look at least in the VR community at PSVR and and we marvel at how accessible it is and how you know um, how great it's been for the VR community. But even even talking with John today, it's it's kind of just okay when you look at it from a overall VR perspective, right? I would, I would, I'm wondering if from a branding perspective, Sony wants to change the narrative and say, Hey, instead of being a just good enough type of VR, like this is the future of gaming. Why don't we hold off on the next generation? People will be enamored with the PS5 for a while. Why don't we hold off and make something like the next Oculus quest, right? That people just have to have. So that those, and again, I'm just totally speculating. I, I would say from a branding perspective, I wonder if they want to rebrand and uh, so that's that's just my thoughts, John. It looks you like you got, got my, yeah, you just got my gears turning, man. Because like PS Vita is getting kind of dated too. So I'm, what if they just completely abandoned Vita and and yeah, made a standalone headset to, to compete with Quest? Yeah. <laughs> that like oh man, See, I, I, I I'd almost say though, like so I I agree. Like I like your thinking, Zay. That's really interesting. To yeah. and I think I think it makes sense for them to. I mean, if you think about it from their perspective they do have to sell those consoles in order to sell a PlayStation VR too. So for them and, and all their eggs are the, their eggs are really the, the PlayStation five and yeah. the, the PlayStation VR is just dressing on top. So, exactly. yeah, you're, so, you're, so you're right. So, so I think they, they double down for a while on, on making sure PlayStation five sales are strong and maybe, maybe, and, and it would be cool if they, if they tried to reposition, their VR as being the most high-end VR, and they take their their sweet time with the R and D on that. the The yeah. only thing, the only thing I'd say is I would point to John's uh, example of the Vita and say that that's evidence of why they wouldn't do a standalone, mm -hmm. just because 
they've had a lot of they've had a lot of trouble and a lot of failure when it comes to making like handhelds and like yeah, separate yeah. devices. So I think I, I I think that they'll they'll still have their their headset connected to the PlayStation Five, okay. but Sorry, a yeah, wireless. Yeah. The wireless. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I let me let me clarify because when I said the next Oculus Quest, I didn't mean in the sense of, of a standalone headset. Although that is a really cool point. I just meant that the Oculus Quest was such a game changer in terms yeah. of, like of the what, what, what it offered, right? Like, yeah. like it's here, here's the thing, right? Like the Quest is obviously not the most powerful headset out there, but it offered something different: wireless, standalone, right? So, like I'm just saying, PlayStation might want to take charge and, and and control the narrative of like hey we got the next thing right like it's it may not be the best but it's going to be a must-have in your vr arsenal type of thing similar yeah. with that, the quest was so yeah and think of how many people would be able to like be, play games like half-life alex or something if yeah pc vr titles start going to like a high-end headset on on the playstation that'd be amazing all right, guys, I apologize. I got to run, but this has been fun. Um, I cannot wait until we get more information on this. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Ron, John, hope you guys have a fantastic weekend and uh, we'll get more VR soon. All right, take care, guys. See you guys.